In the very first episode of this podcast, I talked about how powerful Surah Fatiha is and all the miracles in Surah Fatiha. Today, I'm going to be talking about another very powerful, not so much Surah, but an Ayah. This Ayah occurs in Surah Baqarah, Ayah 255. We all know this Ayah. We read it after prayer, before we go to bed, and it is very powerful, but not a lot of us know how much power it holds so today i'm going to be talking about all the miracles in ayatul kursi and how powerful ayatul kursi is so let's get into it hello everybody welcome back to peace of mind my name is amir abdullahi and i'm your host i hope you all are doing good inshallah so like i said in the intro today we're going to be talking about ayatul kursi and how great it is and you know muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam even said it's the greatest ayah in the Quran, you know, how just like how Surah Fatiha is the greatest surah in the Quran, but this is just an ayah. And it is the most blessed ayah in the Quran as well because of its message that it brings to us. It Basically, it tells us who Allah is, how we should worship Him, and how we should be asking Him for things. And it's just like a beautiful dua at this point, right? And it's mostly about just Allah's names and his qualities and his attributes and how powerful he is and how majestic he is and how glorious he is. Because basically, the whole ayah just glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know? And also why this ayah is one of the greatest ayahs is because one of the greatest names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is contained in this ayah. You know, Al-Hayy Al-Qayyum, you know, Allahu la ilaha illahu al-Hayy Al-Qayyum. Okay, so we're going to be just talking about Al-Hayy Al-Qayyum for a little bit. Okay, so Al-Hayy Al-Qayyum, you know, one of the greatest names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Hayy, you know, the ever-living and Al-Qayyum, the self-subsisting, you know, Al-Hayy Al-Qayyum, so the ever-living and self-subsisting. So let's get into what like the ever living means. So like al-hayyul, you know, ever living is like the one who possesses the most perfect living. You know, he is the only one to be worshipped and only the only one who is worth being worshipped because of his most perfect living. You know, his sight, his hearing, you know, his actions are all perfect and the most mighty and majestic, you know. You know, us humans, you know, we're nothing close to even being perfect or anything. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is the most perfect. Nothing, nothing is incorrect about him. Nothing is wrong about him. He is the most perfect. And that is what the ever-living basically means. It is telling us that he is the ever-living and that is why we worship him. Because he is the most perfect, you know, the perfect perfect living and he um has no wrong with him you know and that just also tells us that we just need to surrender ourselves too because you know even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran the Quran that um humans are created weak you know and so basically even tells us that we just need to surrender to him with all of our weaknesses because we know that he is perfect and he is the only one that can be able to help us you know and so for the self-subsisting so al-qayyum the self-subsisting is the one who is established on his own you know so he supports protects prepares and is in control of all affairs of everything you know as he wills with his knowledge and wisdom and his justice so he is the one 
that has no help from anyone else. You know, he is established on his own by himself. He created everything. You know, he is the one, only one, you know, and he supports and protects and prepares and he's in control of, of all of us, the whole the whole universe, you know, the earth and all the heavens and everything, you know. So that's the self-subsisting. So that also tells us that we, he is the only one who's in control. And that just reminds us. So whenever we say, that is basically even just saying, you know, um, Allah is the only one. There's none, wor- none worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is ever living. He is the most perfect. You know, he is watching all of us because he has the best sight and the best hearing, you know. And then also, because he is subsisting. He is the one in control. And he is the only one who controls all of us, protects us, supports us, and prepares us, and he is established in his own. And so that is what is so great about this name, Al-Hayyul and that is why that also makes this whole ayah one of the greatest ayahs in the Qur'an. So now that we know why Ayatul Kursi is so great and the benefits of Ayatul Kursi, we're now going to get into the miracles, you know? This is the moment we've all been waiting for, you know? This is the crazy part, you know, like subhanAllah, and this also shows how glorious Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Before we get into that, I'm just going to, you know, tell you a little bit of what's left, what's left of the episode, like an itinerary. Um, So after I read the miracles, we're going to be talking about the translation of Ayatul Kursi, you know, and then we're going to be listening to a recitation of Ayatul Kursi, and that'll be the end. Um, and hopefully, inshallah, by the end of it, we'll feel all relaxed and feel connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and probably feel a little shocked and like flabbergasted, you know. Um, but anyway, so the miracles, right? There are nine ayahs in Ayatul Kursi, you know, and each ayah is paired with the one symmetrically opposite and the fifth one is in the middle, you know. And what I mean by being like symmetrically paired with the opposite one is like line one is paired with line nine, line two is paired with line eight, line three is paired with line seven, line four is paired with line six, and line five is in the middle, and that is for a reason, like subhanAllah. And if you wanted to, you can even get out the Quran, go to Surah Baqarah, you know, and go to Ayah 255, and just be also looking at that, even the um, translation, and just be looking at that, and just, you know, or even search it up, you know, know there's like line, there's like nine lines, um, but yeah, and also keep in mind that this is Allah's speech, you know, this is his words, you know, this is not something that he has written down, you know, first, it's it's the same thing, like, the miracles of Surah Fatiha, you know, this is Allah's speech, nothing was written down, and so that just shows the wisdom and power and how glorious Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, so just keep that in mind, because Again, that also shows you no human, you know, anyone who's also trying to contradict the Quran and be like, oh, maybe Muhammad wrote this. Number one, Muhammad didn't know how to read or write, you know, that's why, you know, Angel was like, Iqra, you know, the first surah. But anyways, we're not going into that. I'm just saying, um, whenever someone just tries to contradict it, just, you know, no human could ever write this, you know, because it is so perfect again the ever living it's just so perfect and it just shows wisdom and no one could write this it'll take like a couple tries like a while to write this out but this is Allah's speech so just keep that in mind but anyways okay so let's talk about the miracle right <clears throat> so line one 
okay, is um, there is none worthy of worship except he, the ever-living, the self-subsisting, okay? Line two is neither drowsiness nor sleep overtakes him. Line three, to him belongs whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth. Line four, who is there that can intercede with him except by his permission? Line five, he knows what is before them and what will be after them. Line six, and they encompass not a thing of his knowledge except for what he wills. Line seven, his chair extends over the heavens and the earth. Line eight, and their preservation does not tire him. Line nine, and he is the most high, the most supreme. I don't know if you caught on to some of the things, but I'll go into more detail. Okay, so line one and line nine are connected, is paired. Okay, they both have two names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Line nine, it says, and he is the most high, the most supreme. You know, who was, um, who was, who al Ali al Azim. You know, the most high and the most supreme. That's the end, you know. And the beginning, line one, you know, that's Al-Hayyul Al-Qayyum. That's connected, right? And this, again, Allah's speech. I'm going to have to keep reminding you guys because, like, it's subhanAllah. Allah's speech, you know. It started from one, two, nine. Did not start from one and then go to nine and then two and then to eight. No, it's one to nine, like, straight down, like, Allah's words, you know. Okay, so... I don't know, it's crazy, subhanAllah. Um, so, line 1 and 9 both have two names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Hayyul Qayyum and Ali al okay? Line 2, neither drowsiness nor sleep overtakes him. And line 8, and the preservation does not tire him out. So, 2 and 8 denies human attributes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know? That he is, again, the ever-living all right, so it's saying basically they're both talking about, you know, just like not nothing really tiring him out. You know, he's all aware. He's al khabir. You know, nothing. He is does not have any human attributes. Number one, and also he is aware of everything that happens. And they both talk about that. You know, he does not go to sleep. He does not get drowsy. All of what we're doing does not tire him out. Nothing. You know, he is the most perfect. You know, he's all aware of everything. He is as he's as Samir al Alim al Basir. You know, he knows everything. So both line two and eight are talking about that. Okay. Line three and seven <clears throat> actually sorry. Line three says to him belongs whatever is in the heavens and earth. Line seven says his chair extends over the heavens and the earth. You know, it's basically, you know, what's we'll say a you, you know, kursi. Number one, let's talk about the kursi, right? The kursi is like a footstool, right? And the, 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 oh, sorry, I was reading something. Um, the, the kursi, the arsh, sorry, the arsh is the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the kursi is the chair, right? So let's just like put this, you know, into words. Let's like put this in a picture, right? Even though we can't even like imagine it. But the kursi is just, a ch- like a chair or a footstool, you know? It's like smaller than the throne. But it's already saying in this line 7 that his courtesy extends over the heavens and the earth, right? So we can't even imagine the magnitude of that, of his arsh, of his actual throne. Because already it is even said that um, the courtesy, it's like if you put a ring, just a ring, in a desert. If you throw, 
a ring in the desert um into an open space of the desert that kursi is a ring and the arsh is the desert like like say the sahara desert what's the biggest desert right the sahara the desert right and you throw a ring in there that's the that's the comparison between the kursi and the arsh so that already shows how big it is and the kursi is just a chair and that extends over the heavens and the earth so that shows you the magnitude of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that even i don't know subhanallah i hope you guys got that but i'm trying to explain it as best as i can um but it's also the same thing with the heavens and the earth you know the earth is like a ring dropped into like the sahara desert you know if you drop that in there you probably can't even find it that's how big the desert is and that's the earth compared to the first heaven too right and then that's the and then the um the first heaven dropped into a desert that's compared to the first heaven and the second heaven and so on and so forth so like and then the kursi and then like the last heaven is dropped into the desert and the desert is the kursi you know and that last heaven is magnificent i can't even imagine how big it is and the that last heaven is the ring being dropped into the desert of the kursi and then the kursi that's the ring dropped into the desert of the arsh so that is just incredible subhanallah that's just like shows how big allah is and that is why also that ayatul kursi is connected to you know that's why it's ayatul kursi that's why it's called that it's connected to allah's you know allah's kursi and his arsh and it just shows how great allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is you know Okay, so we stopped at line three and seven, right? And I hope you guys got that. I don't know. It's like a little confusing, but inshallah, you guys got it. And, you know, DM me if you want any more explanations or anything. But let's move on to, what is it, line four and line six, right? So line four, who is there that can intercede with him except by his will or by his permission? And line six is and they encompass not a thing of his knowledge except for what he wills. So they're both talking about, you know, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills, you know. It mentions something impossible by humans, right? So, like, all of his knowledge, you know. Something impossible by humans with an exception that depends on Allah's permission, you know. So there's none, you know, on the day of judgment or anything, you know, that can intercede with him except by his permission. So nothing happens unless Allah wills for it to happen. That's what both line four and line six are saying, you know. And nothing, not, no one encompasses any knowledge except for what Allah wills, you know. So, again, both of them are talking about nothing happens, basically, without Allah's permission, okay. So now, line five, the crazy part, you know, like, subhanAllah, like, this is shocking. Um, line five is he knows what is before them and what will be after them. Okay, and this is in the middle, right? Okay, what is before them, right? Before this ayah, let's think about not actually in real life, but also in real life is talking about, you know, Al-Khabir, he's aware of everything. You know, he knows, he's Al-Alim. But let's talk about this ayah, like linguistically. What is before line five, right? Line four, three, two, one, right? Line four connects with, what I what line line six that is after line five right lines line three connects with what line line seven line two connects with what line eight and line one connects with line nine so he also knows what is before this line and he also knows what will 
be after this line and they all connect you know i don't know it's so hard subhanallah that's crazy you know so he knows what is before because he talked about before and he knows what is after and that after connected with the before and they're just all connecting and just this line five is also talking about in reality and also in the ayah he's talking about he knows he actually knows what's going on before this line and before and after this line and he also knows what is going on before you and after you in real life subhanallah so Allah spoke this, you know, no one could be able to have such wisdom of speaking this, you know, no one could have that power and knowledge to ever even write this at this point, like it will take a while to write this from one to nine, not even going back and forth, you know, from the first and the last, but just subhanAllah, you know, that just shows how great he is. So anytime you're reading Ayatul Kursi, just look at that miracle that he actually knows what's actually going on before this line five you know, and what is going on after that line, but then also related back to you, that he knows what is before you, and what will be after you in the future, okay? Okay, so we talked about the miracles, you know, and all the greatest things about this ayah, and how incredible it is, and the linguistical meaning of Ayatul Kursi, right? But let's just go back into the translation of Ayatul Kursi, okay? And we're just gonna go a little bit deeper into it, but not that much still, because I did just talk about the meaning, but I'm just gonna, like, you know, kind of explain the meaning. But if you want to know, you know, a tafsir, basically, and go even even, even in more depth of Ayatul Kursi, you know, you can search it up of the tafsir of Ayatul Kursi, you know, and inshallah that will help you out. I bet there's a lot out there, right? Um, so line one, basically Allahu la ilaha illahu al qayyum, right? Basically saying no God but Allah subhanahu wa taala. There's no one but Allah because He is the supreme Lord of all creation, right? Nothing is worth worshiping but He because He is the alive and the eternal. He is the eternal, right? So He is forever, basically. He's infinite, right? And he is ever living, right? He is ever living and everlasting, you know. And he takes care of you, you know. It's not only that he, you know, controls or he is the Lord of all creation, you know. It's not like he has authority all over all of us, but he also takes care of us, you know. And he takes care of us before we even ask of him, you know. And that also comes from Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim, right? Like this oxygen that we breathe, you know. We didn't even ask really you know but like we do need it but he's already taking care of us you know with that you know just everything just look around you you know this wind that comes you know whenever it's very hot one day and it's a wind he's taking care of us and you probably didn't even ask him you know you probably didn't even make a dua saying like oh Allah, please bring a wind but he's already helping you he's taking care of you you know whenever you wake up every day he's taking care of you and that is because al-rahim right and that is why he is the only one to be worth worshipped, be, worth being worshipped, right? And there's no God but him, you know? So, and then line two, which is, He is basically, it means that he is above and beyond all states of drowsiness or sleep, which again dismisses any attributes of, like, of humans um, that Allah can have, right? Like, you know, we get tired, we want to go to sleep. And whenever we go to sleep, we are not aware of anything, right? You know, we're basically like 
quote unquote dead, but we kind of are because we don't remember what happens in that night. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is above all states of that, you know, because He is always aware. He's Al Khabir. He's aware of every single soul, every single thing on the earth, right? And in the heavens. And His power is perfect, right? He is Al Khabir. Okay? And also, while I'm reading this out, um, Keep in mind, again, the miracles that I stated, right? Because um, then whenever I go in depth, you can even see how they connect, right? Um, so line three is, right? So that means that everything and everyone in the heavens and in the earth is owned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know? That also comes from his name, Al-Malik, you know, he is a king. This earth and the heavens, it's his dominion. He is, this is his dominion, you know, he is the supreme lord. We are a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and un- all under his power and authority, you know. He is Al-Malik, right? He is a king. But he's not only a king who is like unjust, he is also the most just. He is Al-Hakim, right? He, or Al-Hakim, right? I kind of don't know which one it was. I keep getting those confused, but... um. You know, he is the most just, right? So it's not really like a king that will just like a tyrant who doesn't care. But like I said in the first line, he takes care of you. He's a king that takes care of you, right? And he is the only one supreme, you know, that is in control. And it has no one. It compares to him. And there's none worthy of worship but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are all just under his control and his authority. Okay? Line four is um and that is basically talking about like you know on the day of judgment you know nobody can intercede anyone else except by allah's allah's will you know only if he permits for that to happen and that just shows authority again and control because nothing nothing happens only if allah wills it you know only if allah wills it will happen you know, if you, you, um, you woke up that day because Allah willed it for, for it to happen. So again, that shows that he is in control. You know, everything kind of just relates back. And if you like connect the pieces together, it's just like, subhanAllah. Right? Line five is, um, right? And this is like, you know, the, the the crazy one that just puts all the pieces together, right? Uh, of him him knowing what is before and after, you know. Let's talk about it, you know, like in real life, you know, basically, right? Not like linguistically. His perfect knowledge of everything, right? This is basically what it is. It's his perfect knowledge of all creation. That's why he's al khabir and al halim, al basir, al samir, you know, and. Basically, it just includes the past and the present and the future. You know, I can't talk about it, talking about it linguistically, you know, about the lines. But now we're just talking about like in real life, right? He knows everything about everyone, about their past, present, future and all of that. Because he al-khabir and al-alim, right? And Allah's knowledge encompasses every single thing, okay? Um, Line six is... um. Right? Um, so no one attains any knowledge except that which Allah allows. Again, it's the same thing as lines four, basically, right? Because it's symmetrical, <laughs> subhanAllah, right? Um, so nothing, again, more of the story, nothing happens except if Allah wills it, you know? You know, um, 
there's also a saying, you know, uh, you know, uh, there's not a leaf, not a saying. I think it's in the Quran, it's an ayah or something. There's not a leaf that falls without his knowledge, you know. So again, that shows al-khabir, and that also shows, you know, how aware he is, and that nothing happens without Allah's will, right? Nothing happens, and his um. And Al-Halim, you know, the all-knowing is an attribute that is to none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? Line 7 is, وَسِعَ كُرْسِيُهُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And we talked about the kursi and the arsh and the whole comparison of that and how magnificent it is and the magnitude of it, right? And it just explains Allah's existence, right? And how magnificent, like I said, the kursi is over it like extends over the heavens and the earth but it's just the footstool of the arsh so we can't even like comprehend what you know the arsh will be like or anything you know it is just beyond our imagination that is how great it is subhanallah and then line eight <clears throat> is oh wait sorry i already said line eight right okay yeah line eight is um وَلَا يَعُوذُهُ هِفْذُهُمَا yeah. وَلَا يَعُوذُهُ هِفْذُهُمَا And line 8 and 9 are kind of like mixed, to get, mixed together. But, you know, like you said, line 8, it's just, their preservation does not tire him, right? He does not get tired. He is Al-Khabir. And I keep repeating that name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it is actually, that is basically what it's saying, you know. He's aware of every tiny thing, you know, if a leaf falls, one leaf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about it, and that is why nothing tires him, and nothing makes him drowsy, or nothing, nor sleep can overtake him, or any of that, because he khabir, you know, and Allah has no trouble managing and preserving any, everything in the heavens and in the earth, right, no trouble, because he is Al-Khabir, he is all aware, and he is the most perfect, he is Hayla Qayyum, right? And then line 9 was, right? And he is the most high, the most supreme. Allah is the most greatest, you know, he is the most high above anyone, and that is why there is none one, there is no one worth worshipping but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and no Lord but him, and no one can compare to him. Because he is the most high, the most great, the ever-living, the everlasting, the most alive, the eternal, the perfect, you know. And all of these names of him. So, basically, that also recommends you to look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names, you know. There's 99 of them. And we probably don't even know, like, a lot. And there's probably a lot more, too. But that just relates to his attributes as well. And it does actually, you know, reflect even Ayatul Kursi and a bunch of ayahs. And also, the world you know the earth right now Allah's names are all reflected you know in the earth and all of that so basically that is it um of the translation so we're just going to be listening to a recitation of Ayatul Kursi and keep in mind of the translation and the miracle and even if you want to you can pull out the Quran or something or the meaning, you know, and connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because that is what we want at the end of the day, right? We want to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to, you know, connect with our deen and Islam and our iman, you know, and increase that and better ourselves, you know. and Because that is what the point of this is. So inshallah, we can be able to do that. And I hope 
this episode brought you that, you know, it brought you that peace after you listened to the um, recitation and brought you that peace in your heart, you know, and hopefully it'll make you feel like you can take on the day knowing that Allah's got your back, right? So DM me, you know, or search it up, any like video of, you know, the explanation of the miracles if, you know, I didn't explain it well, you know, I try my best, but, you know, DM me or find a video online um, of a better explanation or I can answer any questions that you have. I will put like a question and answer thing on like the Spotify thing and please leave a review, right? Um, I really hope inshallah you guys understood this because it is very big and I hope you guys felt connected to it now and now I hope you guys like, um, what's it called? I hope you guys like put it into your lives i know there's another word for put it in but like i forgot um but anyways i hope you guys insert it i don't know i hope you guys insert it in your lives okay and be able to um put it in your everyday lives and make it into a regular basis of like of your routine and waking up every morning reading ayatul kursi praising allah and then before you go to sleep and being able to do that again that you got through the day you know because allah protected you and he got your back you know and this ayah basically explains all of that and i don't know subhanallah this ayah is just magnificent so i hope you guys really understood this and i hope it really hit you hard you know like i hope you guys just like felt connected to this ayah even more and felt even more connected to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay so thank you guys so much for listening um i hope you guys have a great rest of your day night or whatever wherever you are um or whatever time of day you're listening to this but um yeah so we're gonna be listening to ayatul kursi um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, leave a review, uh, leave a question, and, I hope, and inshallah I'll be able to answer. Leave like, any recommendations or suggestions, you know, leave a DM. Um, you know, share this podcast, you know, because it also is a sadaqa jariya. You know, if you share this and they're um, hearing this knowledge as well, you get the sadaqa. You, it's like a charity for you and you get the good deed for that. So please feel free to share this podcast around because, you know, not a lot of people know about the miracles of Ayatul Kursi when it, it is something that they could be even reading after every salah, but they just don't know the miracles in it, you know? So do them a favor and um yeah, thank you so much for listening. And here is Ayatul Kursi. Ma'asalama. <laughs> بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذه سنة ولا نوم له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض 
ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم